and welcome to the Firefighter Podcast. My name's Scott, and I'm with uh, well, three other guys tonight. Matt. Which is, wow, that's yeah, a lot I, of people. You had like one last. That's right. That's obviously the one, I was hosting. One buddy. <laughs> yeah, one buddy. Yeah, I got uh, Todd. Hello. Straight out of the car. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. Car. The car. It's not the car. Uh, we got Rob. Hi there. And Ash. Hello. Um, tonight we're going to talk about some things. We haven't actually had a... Uh, we've had a lot of interviews lately, um, mm-hmm. which is good. But yeah. we're going to do a, one of our old school, back to the old school. <laughs> talk right. about some training, talk about some calls. Mm-hmm. Um, I think first up is... Let's talk about your Yeah, let's roll the shots. Call. Oh, my call. Yeah. Um, what did we do? Oh, yeah. Heroic. We... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so the other week we got making uh, grabs, saving lives. <laughs> yeah, made a grab. Uh, we got sent for a, uh, a fire, uh, fire coming from a garage. We didn't hear if it was attached or detached or anything like that at that point in time. But it's a heavy flame, uh, and the dispatcher's uh, tone was quite high. So we're like, "Ooh, it sounds sounds good. It sounds like a good one." So we go racing there, and uh, not much. A little bit of smoke. <laughs> a little bit of smoke was coming out from a broken window from the fire. But uh, anyway, we ended up reaching, uh, reaching the door to get in, um, and no real heat at that point. The fire kind of burned itself up. Mm-hmm. It was actually just a small fire inside, but pretty smoky. Uh, so we did a quick little hydraulic vent, uh, opened the door, which we had some more visibility. We had some, uh, a little bit less smoke to see for a search, and we found two, uh, two pets in some kennels. So we actually had to grab them and, and bring them out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did the classic, you know. Grabbed the small little dog, held it outside, looking for the media camera, but <laughs> yeah, none to be found. Eh? No, no global news. What the hell? But uh, no, the dog dogs were pretty lucky. How did the other guy do that? Took the bigger dog. Well, I pulled I pulled some seniority there, and uh, yeah, the other firefighter took the big dog. <laughs> and uh, a safety reminder for people, as for firefighters, when you're uh, removing a pet, make sure your hand doesn't go near their mouth. No, so, but he's okay. He's a little bit of a bite. Um, but yeah, dogs are doing fine. Hand them off to the homeowners, and they were very, very happy, of course. And, sure. Uh, yeah, made made two good little saves. Nice. Yeah, it's crazy what a quick uh, hydraulic vent can do, as well. Absolutely. Right? Really clean cleans out that cabin and gets it yeah. way way easier to see and search. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it was that was it was actually kind of a tricky one because it was it was pretty cold out. Like it was, I think it was about minus ten, minus thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we did end, because it was a garage, uh, we had small windows. We didn't want to take the big window on the on the uh, Delta side because there was really no... Like at that time, we, we kind of realized, okay, there's not a lot of fire activity anymore. So probably pretty small, but we didn't know the exact source yet. Um, and there, the room was cold. There was no heat in there. So we ended up venting, hydraulically venting out through the top garage window. Mm. But we had to really angle it off so we're not you know, spraying on the Alpha side where we're all approaching from. Because everything just turned into a sheet of ice. Sure. Um, so that kind of uh, Alpha Delta <laughs> corner turned pretty icy pretty quick after the vent. Mm-hmm. So we just saved your mind and remind everybody not to go near that, that corner. Uh, but everything was icing up. Had to remind the crews, you know, keep a little bit of flow in the nozzle. Yep. Make sure you know where that nozzle, that water is flowing from that nozzle so we're not going to be walking on it again. And mm-hmm. But it went really good. We had a small crew. Everybody went awesome. Um, and yeah, that was, that was about it. That was our... Eventful evening. Nice. It's probably those hydraulic vents because you, like, it works so well, but you don't always know where the water's going. Right. Like at the training ground, we know where it's going because mm-hmm. we all know it's down clear of certain <clears throat> windows. But, yeah. you know, I, I know you're like, hey, yeah, I'm doing hydraulic ventilation of this window here. Like, you stay over right. the radio or you tell the incident commander, but inevitably someone will, someone will walk by and <laughs> get on the side of the head or, or it'll end up where it doesn't, like, you know, it'll end up making machine eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember we were spraying it on a uh, years ago, we were assisting uh, we were doing a mutual aid for another department, uh, not Todd's, the other one that's near us. Um, and, and we were up on the second floor, Spencer and I, we were, we were hydraulically venting, and we were hydraulically venting on top of the pump operator. Because, <laughs> 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 yeah. you know, you get you kind of get turned around when you're inside the building, so mm-hmm. you're like, hey, okay, oh, well, we need to hydraulically vent. I think we radioed that we're hydraulically venting, but, of course, 
we're like kind of turned around, so we started spraying out the window, and <laughs> next thing we're like, ah, stop doing that! And then we actually didn't really understand what they were talking about, so I guess they just the guy actually just hid behind the truck <laughs> and let us vent until we were done, and then <laughs> he went he went back. <laughs> so, yeah, but no, you're right. Like it's uh, it's one of those things. It's a uh, it seems like a minor detail, but it can turn into a quite large detail if you're not careful. You don't ask permission to, to go with that one side. Because mm-hmm. if it's a, a first floor, you know, and say maybe your writ or your safety officer is still going around, you don't want to beam them in the head with any debris right. and, yeah. and glass or mm-hmm. stream, well, right? So Depending on the time of year, you could be blasting out a bedroom or a bathroom window, say, and your close quarters house. Now you're putting water into Turn that the guy's. Yeah basement or under that guy a yeah. window adjacent to a house that's nearby you as well as a lot yeah. of times a hydraulic vent though it's like you need to do it now like it's yeah. like it's sometimes it's yeah, urgent it's important. So yeah like, you need to get that heat from so you're kind of like pretend like yeah let's let her fly it's only right. water i guess in the end <laughs> yeah and you're not doing it for a huge long amount of time either no. generally no. right like it, it moves that uh that smoke and gas up pretty quickly and then you can change tactics if you need be but yeah. it worked really well in this this example. So everything was quite textbook for the fire. It was right. good to see. So on our end, um, call I missed, but uh, I think Rob and Ash were both there. We yep. tied into the uh, the old rescue dog. of dogs because it said it was dog a related dog yeah. house, a doghouse fire. And it, it, it was. So it's funny, you know, you never really know what you're going to get on a call because this call comes in as a minor fire. It's kind of like a box of juggles. And then, it, well, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, you look down on the, the the info that comes in, and it's dog doghouse on fire. And you're like, huh, okay, like you know, sorry, we got this new. Uh, we got I am responding now. It's so it, well, I mean, we've had it for a long time, mm-hmm. but now they've given us these new updates mm-hmm. where it tells you what the call is. So yeah, like I actually I was at work and I looked at it. And I went, ha! I'm like, I'm not going to that. <laughs> Because <laughs> so yeah. like, I, well, I mean, I can leave work, but it's hard mm-hmm. for me to leave work. Right. But if it came in as a structure fire, like the old, like before this, I'd be like, oh my god, I'm out of here. But it's doghouse fire. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> and even dispatch was saying at this time, it's not spreading to any structures. Yeah. So from the time of dispatch until we get there, I mean, when we arrived on scene, um, so we were the first arriving truck. Uh, we did have the duty officer in front of us. So he got up. It was a long driveway. That the driveway sketchy. Pretty steep, and like we're we're smacked out in the middle of winter here now. Yeah. It was all iced up already. Um, so the duty truck made it halfway up, got stuck, had to kick it in four low, made it the rest of the way in. Great. So then we're at the bottom, <laughs> and we had one guy driving, and I look over. I'm like, "Are you good with this?" And he's like. I am not. I'm like, perfect. This is why. We, this is where we ask at the bottom of the hill. So we actually had Dennis in the back. And I was like, how are you feeling? He's like, well, probably better than that guy. So I'm like, hey, yeah, let's, you know, if at any point, point in time, like, this isn't going to work out, like, let's make that call early, not not late. <laughs> okay. So we we start going. We got the chains going. So you guys so, have the, uh, the on spot chain, yeah. which is super handy. Yeah. So we actually got up easily. It was good. But I radioed you guys as soon as yeah. radio chatter cleared up saying, like, hey, second unit, you guys stage at the bottom and, and then just advance up. Yeah. Um, by, the, by the time that we got there, the doghouse was fully involved. Um, <laughs> fully involved doghouse fire. <laughs> and it had spread to the structure. It had spread right. to the house. It had burnt all of the siding off. It, it was just the, uh, um, it was like the plastic siding. How big was this doghouse? It's a huge dog. So that it, dog it's is Rottweiler or something like that. No, it's a it's a pit bull. Is it yeah. a pit bull? But yeah. like, but it's a massive pit bull. Yeah. Massive pit bull. Like a, like on like on supplements pit bull. <laughs> it's, 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 it's yeah. Freaking nice. Oh, for sure. It's hitting the it's weight. It's like Liver protein. King. It's like Liver King pit bull. <laughs> <laughs> so now Liver King is suing us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't sue us. He's he's admitted to it now. No, that's right. <laughs> um, so this big doghouse is now burnt through spread to the siding, spread to the eaves troughs, and it was actually starting to lick into the attic. Um, but as we were, like, as we arrive and as we're setting up, all the major fuel load burned away and it almost died out. Like, we barely had to spray any water. So we're, again, we're minus 13 or so. Like, yeah. it was cold. Yeah. Um, and, like, the quick, easy fuel burnt up and all of the... And the fire triangle. Yeah. <laughs> the heat is gone out of the fire triangle. Yeah, the heat was gone. <laughs> So, 
the side, like the actual like wood siding behind um, the plastic, was all charred. But it wasn't. It, I guess it just happened so quickly that it didn't have a chance to set. Right. So yeah, it was like fast and like it was going because it was dropping like embers way over on the driveway, which was okay. man had to be. Hundred feet plus away, like it was, it was dropping pretty, you know, pretty far away. Um, so, just a quick hose line. Uh, did a quick attack from the outside. Uh, there was a broken window right above where the doghouse was. So whether it broke because of the people on the inside, I'm not sure, or just from, from, from the heat. Mm-hmm. Um, so the glass is broken there. We did try to minimize uh, the uh, water damage because um, the rest of the structure was actually in really good shape. Uh, so yeah, we just. Did a quick app, app, application of water. I asked for you guys to come up, send up some man, manpower, uh, put you guys on interior team. Yep. So you guys went inside with thermal, did a, a thorough search to make sure there was no extension. We threw up a ladder, uh, did a, a quick search from the outside. We did cut two small inspection holes um, right behind the doghouse because it was <coughs> pretty heavily charred there as well the yep. only spot. So we did expose a couple inspection holes perfect um it was textbook it was great uh guys worked really hard it was fast um and those guys i don't know how that house wasn't like fully involved but it was again just that temperature um quick quick fuel it was up and then as fast as it was up it was down and then quick uh water as soon as we got there it was good but again like back to the uh you know keeping that hose line cracked so we drugged the uh, nozzle away left it flowing just that little bit of water um yeah it's good uh, go interior on the doghouse uh there was not enough doghouse to go interior um the, the doghouse was flattened and drug away from the building. <laughs> was he? Uh, were they trying to keep the dog warm? Is that why? Uh, yeah. So, um, a quick investigation out afterwards. There was a uh, extension cable that ran from inside of the house to like the doghouse. Hey, like a light bulb or something. Yeah. So it was like a light bulb or something, something in there. Yeah. It had burnt away so much. There was just some exposed wires kind of da- you know dangling around. Um, so we removed that, and it was right next to their AC unit as well and there was a lot of frayed frayed wires so we made sure to go inside and flick off all those breakers kept 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 all that power off from that from that whole situation and the homeowner was so worried about it because i guess when they when their hvac guy was there it was just it was a brand new unit uh installed this past summer and i guess the hvac guy was very adamant that it was tied into their current furnace, which obviously it would be, but wasn't understanding that it's a different circuit. They're like, no, shut everything off. So they, they you know, wanted to be as safe as possible. We're like, okay. So we shut everything off there um, and then handed it back back over. But yeah, you guys went inside and just did a, a quick search as well. Yeah, we went in with the thermal camera. One guy went up in the attic just to make sure there was no extension yeah. into the attic. Everything was clear. I mean, we found a couple of embers, or like a burn, burn, like burn some charring, burn. Yeah. some charring, uh, a couple of little embers that had died and landed in the the uh, insulation. insulation. But nothing that was of concern. Or mm-hmm. when they took the camera to it and checked the heat and mm-hmm. checked the walls and the opposite where the, it had burned outside yeah there was there was no major heat or residual mm-hmm. anything so um like you said with the where the doghouse was situated outside mm-hmm. i think the window probably burst from the heat yeah and then you get that classic v pattern up the outside mm-hmm. of the house where all the uh, vinyl siding burned off and yeah yeah all that heavy churring mainly where the doghouse was nothing behind it it felt yeah. like it had potential, though. Like if you oh, 100%. Had it it wasn't so fucking cold outside. Well, that would have been a structure fire. Yeah. I think, I think too, because the time, it was just before 7 o'clock in the morning. So everybody's just getting up and realizing there's smoke in the house. And so there's that. If it had been maybe an hour or two earlier, um, everybody was probably still in bed. Mm-hmm. So... Less chance to realize there's smoke in the house until yeah. smoke alarm goes off, and maybe more chance of that fire catching on the outside and really right. taking off. Yeah, because again, like even like when the deputy got on scene first, um, at first he wasn't even calling for a line. 
um, just by by quick view because it was just kind of steamy. It wasn't even like much action happening anymore. Um, but then on further inspection, yeah, no, we still have a little bit of fire action. Uh, let's get a line stretched because our first thing was going to be just going to um, just going to a water can uh, just sure. to do some quick overhaul. But then oh shoot, no, like come comes around the side and like the entire siding has been you know involved and there was still a little bit of flame mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a move to you know stretch a line and do a little bit of water out out there so yeah that was good we were sitting here with a second truck ready to go i don't think our duty or deputy chief was on scene quite yet or it was just arriving but once i think heard you guys say we need to throw a ladder yeah. is when we realize, okay, we're going to start rolling because you guys are going to need some manpower. And then once sure. we did, mm -hmm. yeah, you needed interiors just to check things out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, getting a team <clears throat> to, to throw a ladder on the outside, which is great. So I kind of took over like the exterior ops side of it. Yeah. Um, so we were, we were throwing, throwing ladders and we actually got one of our shortest guys up, up on the ladder and he, he's up there do, doing work and he's reaching with uh, a roof hook and then a pike pole uh, to expose, like just get some of that siding stripped back just so it was peeled away from from the burnt out area just to make sure there was no extension or anything. Um, yeah, so they peeled a, a bit of the siding back, uh, peeled some of the eaves troughs back just to make sure there was nothing that was up there and... Uh, being the shortest guy, though, he's, like, reaching and, like, looking pretty awkward. But, you know, first time being, like, quite a ways up on a ladder. Like, hey, bud, are you all right up there? Everything okay? Dead silence as he's working. I'm like, okay. Everything okay? Yep. Okay. He, you know, he goes and finishes work and comes back down. He's like, yeah, first, first time ever working on a ladder. He's like, it was good. Not my favorite thing. Trying not <laughs> okay. to do the look down. Perfect. Yeah, it, exactly. Just, you know, hyper-focused on working. He was, you know, safe. Everything was good. Um, but that's how you learn you don't like ladders. Like, I fucking hate ladders. Like, no thank you. So he's but, not going to help Santa in this year? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> trying to get a state Yeah. So, yeah, I know. It was a really good, good call. Um <coughs> Yeah, again, if it was any other time, that had a lot of potential. But yeah, mm -hmm. yeah lucky for everybody involved that it wasn't. So, and the dog is also okay. It would have been an, if it was really going. It would have been an interesting run because we probably would have had to set a portable tank at the base of the driveway. Yeah, with portable. a portable pump. Yeah. and pump it up to the engine because sure. there's no exactly. way to drive turn around there. No, yeah. and mm -hmm. there and just because the condition of the road, it was slick. Yeah. It was yeah. thick ice. And then we haven't you guys haven't sprayed any water for firefighting yet. No. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So as soon as you start flowing water, I mean the engine might leak a bit out of a fitting here and there, mm -hmm. and then yeah, having water getting sprayed. And huh. actually, we'd be running both tenders, and it's a drive to the nearest hydrant as well. Yeah. So sure. Mm. That'd have been quite the operation. We had uh, we had one fire, remember a number of years ago. I uh, was down on the lake, <clears throat> wind driven fires, middle of January. Same thing. Everything is freezing. You know, you grab a pike pole trying to do some overhaul. It's just sliding out of your hands because it's it's frozen, icy. Um, but it got to the point because where we're like just all the little leaks and shit, right? Um, before we left, we actually had to get Argo to come down and sand and salt. Um, buy our trucks on the road up because it was just it was too slick. Yeah, sure. We wouldn't have been able to get out of there safely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, winter. Yeah, yeah, it's fun stuff. We haven't had one of those calls where we're spraying water so much you end up with that photo of the yeah. icicle icicle fire statue, you know, yeah. helmet, mm -hmm. ice yeah, right I've, over. And... I've only been on two of those like where I've been covered so bad in ice that yeah. Like, yeah. Like the, the valves are freezing on your SCBA. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, same. Just a couple, I think. Yeah. Thinking back. Yeah. Lucky. Didn't sucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, we've had a few NBIs, um, but uh, last week we had a scenario that you guys yeah. planned. Um, that actually, I was thought it was going to be away. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, yeah, can you guys plan the scenario? I came back just in time to be the IC on it. So yeah. That's pretty good, because I often miss being the IC on these, because I'm like... Mm -hmm. 
so usually involved somewhat in planning the scenario. Yep. But it's funny because your text, <laughs> you text like Todd some days. Because <laughs> you messaged me like what you're going to do for the scenario, but I didn't really understand what you said. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I didn't care because I'm like, well, I'm not going to be there. So right. you know, I'm not going to be like, well, yeah, make sure you do this. I'm just like, okay, whatever you just said. You said something mm-hmm. about a... I, I read pot on a stove and the lady broke her ankle. I'm like, okay. Or <laughs> slipped and I was like, okay, well, that seems like a weird call. But anyways. <laughs> so I didn't understand what you were getting at. Nice. So <laughs> was what because I wasn't, happened. Yeah, because I didn't have any actual uh, Yeah, so clearly you had no idea what was happening, which, <laughs> which is kind of perfect, obviously. Uh, you don't want to go into those things knowing what the outcome is supposed to be. Cause it's, yeah. Um, sorry, before we get into this, I'd like to actually uh, make the point of what we did, what our new yeah, thing ab- did, and it was actually worked out really well, because mm-hmm. we don't normally run truck checks, like, other than after every call, mm-hmm. but when you do that, sometimes your trucks don't get checked <laughs> properly. Like, everybody checks, you know, the, the air packs, um, fuel, all that kind of stuff, but sometimes uh, the tail end, the back end of the truck where all the gear is, doesn't always get um, gone over like Fully it should. Fully gone over like it should. Yeah. So we didn't want to waste a whole. We don't want to waste a whole practice night doing truck check. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if we if we announce, oh, if we're gonna have a truck check tonight, um, some guys might not show up. <laughs> yeah, like if you're going to yeah. miss a practice, that's probably like, the one to miss oh, and not feel too that. bad about, right? Yeah. I so, get it. We talked about an officer meeting, and I was like, well, why don't we tie it in? Because everybody wants to go do a scenario night, because scenario yes. nights are awesome. I think mm-hmm. most guys want to do scenario night. Mm-hmm. So if we tied, and scenarios don't usually take very long. No. Like, they don't take two hours. They take, you know, however long a scenario takes, which it could be 30 minutes, could be 20 minutes, yeah. could be an hour, but it's not really that long mm-hmm. in general, because it's a, it's a, it's about to mimic a live event, which yeah. doesn't normally actually take that long in real, li- in real mm-hmm. time, unless it's like a wildfire. So we said, okay, why don't we do the truck checks rolling the scenario night? Right. Which worked out awesome. Everyone's kind of working here. And it'll give a chance because everybody's kind of just walking around doing stuff. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, we were a little delayed. We had a little bit of an incident but that we that we had to resolve. But yeah. Um, but it worked out great. Mm-hmm. And he was on the scenario. <laughs> so, uh, big props to one of our other officers, Jay. He he definitely did the lion's share of the setup on this one. Um, I kind of tweaked, tweaked my back the other day. So I was going a little lighter duties, um, and uh, so, so Jay stepped up. He's like, yeah, we kind of came up with a plan. Uh, he, he went and got everything dialed, uh, and the call was, uh, so it was a, a single family. Um, they were at home. Uh, the husband was outside. He was setting up some Christmas lights on a ladder. So we had a ladder kind of like half propped against the house. Um, and a uh, rescue Randy was laying on the ground. <clears throat> and so it was a, the initial call was for a slip and fall. So the call, call comes in, um, first medical response um, at our training ground at address there. So that's going to prompt only our, our uh, FR truck to roll. So that's a crew of four. Um, so in a big scenario night, it's really hard to stagger response units. Um, guys get antsy. They're like, all right, we're going to wait a few minutes to roll out. And like the first truck's barely off off the apron. And the second truck's going up behind him. It's not realistic. And you have this wealth of manpower super, right. super fast, right? So that was one of our things. Like, how can we get a group of people working where no one else will be coming yet? So, okay, perfect. So we had the slip and fall. So he was up, you know, second story window kind of height fall was was the uh, call so we, we had another officer there um <clears throat> he was <clears throat> sort of that like angel on on the shoulder guy like giving some small little tips of hey like this is what happened this is the story uh and this is his condition so rob you guys came because you were officer on the um on the medical response side so yeah scott well, had kind of yeah. pre because we're I'm filling in and helping with Scott's duty. Yeah, because everybody's sick. Week. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Josiah and Mike. So the three of us responded mm-hmm. as the FR crew because yeah. we're filling and, and in. And normally I would have jumped in the FR truck with them. Correct. But because it's scenario night, I was like, I better take the duty truck mm-hmm. just in because I'm duty officer this week. Yeah. Just in case um, we actually get a real call while we're out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like going to be hanging out with the FR 
truck. <laughs> like, right. Hey, let's bring the FR crew guys to the structure fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so I took the duty truck. So normally it wouldn't be a two truck response to an FR call. Correct. But that, was that night we did. Mm-hmm. So so I actually arrived there first, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're on um, on scene first. So maybe yeah. you can start with what, so, you know, know, what, with what you saw. I gave a quick windshield survey and you know, just saw a ladder and saw a dude and mm-hmm. um, updated these guys what I saw. Then I went out. You know, made contact. Hey, don't move, fire department. You know, obviously it's a dummy, so he's not moving. Yeah. <laughs> and Warren was, you know, Warren gave me the, yeah, he's moaning a little bit. He's, you know, you can see where he fell. Um, he was laying in the snow, so, you know, obviously we were thinking about that. Um, so then Rob and the guys came uh, quick. Um, and right away they started doing their, we, and we actually have a fake, that fakey uh, medical kit. Right. So they brought that bag with him. Um Basically, he was the general FR. I think the patient started uh, becoming more conscious as the call went, even though it's still a dummy. <laughs> yeah, so we arrived on scene, and I guess like we parked our truck in our makeshift driveway at the house, yeah. like we yeah. normally would, um, and made contact with the patient. He was laying face down, um, not I, I guess semi in and out of consciousness based on our um, notes we were getting. Yeah, and then. I guess it should be pointed out that where they're burn building. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, you, you had said, oh, yeah, he's talking about his wife kicking around. Or... Yeah, he not initially, but once we were, like, we did C-spine. We yeah. got our dummy rolled over. We yeah. got a collar on him. Uh, Warren, who was the other officer who was our angel, giving, the angel yeah. on the shoulder there, giving details. Okay, he's kind of coming to and, and asking about his wife. Yeah. And that's when I said, "Oh, Scott, you know, he guy's asking for his wife. Can you can you find out where she is?" Yeah. Uh, so I start knocking on the door of the burn building, and it's like a door of a house. I'm like, "Hello." Yeah. <laughs> well, this is kind of a sketchy home. It has no power. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm you know poking my head in, and um, you would come back with like, "Hey, you can smell smoke." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, I can't. Well, I can't. I can always smell smoke in the burn building because it smells like smoke." But yeah. I'm like, and you're like, "Yeah, there's actually some." Then there wasn't at the time, but you're like, yeah, "There's some smoke." Um, there's a smoke layer. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I was like, is it too heavy to go in? And you're like, yes, even though it wasn't. Yeah. And then as soon as that happened, uh, I see Jay go by and I hear the, the tiger torch. Try to cup him like, oh. <laughs> so, um, step back. Then I updated dispatch with, mm. um, dispatcher. Uh, we also, uh, can you page us up for a possible structure fire? Um, and whatever you guys had in that burn building. <laughs> Like, by the time I got around and I started doing the 360, the whole place is going up. I'm like, because Jay was just popping out with the Tiger Torch. And usually mm-hmm. it takes quite a while for us to get the pallets going. Yeah. But you guys must have stacked some uh, cardboard There's and a lot of hay cardboard. and yeah. <laughs> et cetera in there. Yeah. Because by the time I did started doing the 360 on the Charlie side, I was like, yeah, because I, I was only calling for one engine. Because it was yeah. just really light, limited. And it, well, at the time, there was actually no smoke. But I was yeah. trying to imagine, like, it was like light. Really late smoke, right? And by the time I came around, um, you guys had put the, our roof prop. Mm-hmm. That was sorry. That was the only thing I knew that was going to happen because I yes. suggested we should put the roof yes. prop up since it's getting winter and icy, and mm-hmm. I wanted to have the guys work get, on to get that prop. back in play. Yeah. So our, we, you know, we have this roof prop we can stick on top of the burn building. It's made out of metal, but we have uh, then you, uh, you can slide pieces of um, um, plywood, plywood, in it and then saw it as, as needed. And it sits right over the vent hole of our burn building. So mm-hmm. when the burn building gets going, it'll vent into the into the roof, which causes the roof to get on fire. So there's smoke and fire pouring out of that. I'm like, so I, I updated the um, um, hall mm-hmm. and said, no, send me uh, two apparatus. Because actually uh, the chief said, do you want a second apparatus? And at the time I said, no, one should do it. Because I'm again, I'm not sure what you guys have in store for us. So yeah. I don't want to commit all of our apparatus to the training ground. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I saw how much fire we had, I said, yeah, no, I updated to a general and yeah. give me everything you got. Everybody there. So, yeah, so we always try to, like, come up with a story of, like, what is happening. So it was a slip and fall. Uh, it was a family. Uh, we didn't say how many people were going to be involved, but he was asking for his wife. Um, and uh, so the wife is the one who phoned in the event. So she called... 911 and then she had been inside cooking quote so she ran back back inside like was 
freaking out, I guess. Something burned on the stove, which is what started the fire. And then she tripped and fell on her, on her way back out. So we needed a reason for the structure fire. Not just right. like, and now there's a structure fire. <laughs> so, oh, uh, yeah, the wife was inside cooking. Right. I haven't seen her since, right? So she obviously either got um, from smoke inhalation or a trip and fall or whatever on the inside. Right. But she is now not coming back out. Um, right. And, yeah, like Scott was ready to go inside and do a, do a quick look. But I'm like, uh, you actually can't go in there. <laughs> oh, why? Well, because there's smoke. He's like, but there isn't. I'm like, ah, there's about to be. <laughs> so, yeah, so the extra engines arrived, or the first engine arrived, um, and started to set up shop. And by, by that time, it was self-venting pretty pretty yeah, good out of the other side. It was rocking. Jay boxed in the roof prop, so it's the first time that we've done that. Mm-hmm. Rather than just having, like, we would just throw some sheets over the top. Awesome to go up there and go over uh, roof skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by boxing it in, and he even stuffed a couple other pieces in there to stop it from like burning through. Like once it's got going, it was really going. But also, it would you couldn't just do a water app from the ground level mm-hmm. and put put the roof up because you right. you would physically have to go up there for overhaul. Um, so it was rocking out of there really really good, but it was still like really contained in the prop. It was like pouring out of like nooks and cracks and stuff, but. Um, yeah, so it looked looked awesome, and then you came up with a plan. Um, yeah, so, and the apparatus were all run by non-officers, because mm-hmm. uh, you and Warren were officers, and you guys yeah. were tied up. Uh, Rob's my FR guy, so he's tied up, and then Jay's there, because he's mm-hmm. the one running the fire, so it's like yeah. all of our officer corps are used up. Our deputy chief at the doghouse fire, didn't he, I think he had a little bit of a slip and fall, so he had a sore back. Yeah. Um, and then our chief, he came, mm-hmm. but so it was like... There was like, because uh, I, I heard over the radio that the engine's coming. I'm like, who's that? Mm-hmm. There's actually a senior guy, Dennis. So, yeah. You know, he knows what he's doing. So at radio, I'm like, yeah, I want an exterior water application, and then we're going to do a push. Yeah. We're going to push in. So they arrived, um, pulled a line, did a quick exterior water application, and then <clears throat> came around to do a push. And then the second arriving apparatus. Because I asked you, I said, am I, am I in a rural setting or is that hydrant in play? Because we have a hydrant on, on site. Yeah. But sometimes we say the hydrant's not usable because sure. we're in a rural. Um, in this case, we were in an area where the hydrant was yep. in play. Mm-hmm. So I got the engine to actually hit the hydrant, do it properly, and they ran the line to us, the second mm-hmm. engine. Um, meanwhile, the first uh, the first crew in was, they started doing some, uh, actually it was, it was good because I, I originally just wanted them to do, like, just push in and do a search. Yeah. And find the fire and... And then Grant, who's one of our senior guys as well. And this, you know, this always comes back to why we preach decentralized command and why we preach, like, we're not just like, do what I say, don't question my authority. Because yeah. <laughs> um, he said, do you, want us, do, you, he goes, do you want me to do a search and push in or do you want me to do a VIS? I'm like, VIS, that's much better. Yeah. And I said that in our debrief. I said, you know, like, as officers, we're getting all this, like, there's a pile of stuff coming on top of us. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you think there's a better option, don't do it, but speak, like, don't just start doing it. Yeah. But speak yeah. up and say, hey, do you think a, v- a VIS might be better in this case? Mm-hmm. In that case, I'm like, yeah, if you can do it safely, that is a better option. Mm-hmm. And they they did it. And um, I actually went around back to talk to the um, to talk to Dennis. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I came back, the first patient was out. Yeah. So, it, it was fast. Yeah. So they had, I was... Not bang, like bang on time, but it was from the from you calling for the truck. So I, I said it wrong in our in our debrief. I said it was five five minutes, but it was, so it was five minutes not from you arriving, but from you asking for the mm-hmm. like for the engine. So stepping it up to a structure fire, asking for the engine to having the patient out on the ground doing uh, medical to it. Right. Uh, it was about five five minutes. Right. So that's responding from our hall. Coming in, laying a hose line, exterior water app, and then uh, switching the plan to VIS, going in and doing a search and getting the patient out. Um, so yeah. that, that's fast. So then, um, so all that was going on. The second apparatus came, got them to send us some manpower. Um, I think, I, yeah, I got them to also uh, start sending up RIT. Mm-hmm. Um, got their officer to do a, um, a once around of the building to so look for any gas lines. I know there's no gas lines, but. I wasn't sure what you guys had set up, so mm-hmm. 
he came back and he's like, yeah, uh, there was limited access. He goes, there's you know, stuff in front of one of the doors because you guys wedged in the door so we couldn't yeah. use them because, you know, our bird building has lots of doors. So yeah. you guys have put some debris that if if things turn wrong in the scenario, you, you can just easily push it out of the way. Yeah. But for the scenario, it's like, no, you can't access that door. So. Yeah, it was a small brick and a cone yeah, on, so, on one that could easily push out of the way. But. Yeah, so he told me what <clears throat> he told me all that. We started establishing the tarp. By this time, the... Um, um, the FR crew was freed up because the ambulance came. Mm-hmm. So those, I got those guys to put their um, SCBA back, or put their gear on and get um, SCBA up for a writ. Yeah. And I put Rob, because actually one thing the chief needed to remind me of, because I'm always bugging the chief about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> about, <laughs> we're always all bugging, not just yeah. me. Yeah. But we're like, hey man, like, <laughs> like you got to stay in your, yeah, stay in your in area. One place. Yeah. <clears throat> like stay in one place. And of course, I'm like walking around back and forth. Mm-hmm. And Bob's like, hey, he's like, are you IC right now? I'm like, yep. <laughs> I, I was thinking he wanted to take over. And he's like, if you're IC, you stay in one place. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. You got me, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I stay in one place. And I'm like, and Bob's down there. I'm like, Bob, go grab the command board. I wanna, he's like, well, don't you want the command board? You're in command. I'm like, I'm, I'm delegating command board to you. <laughs> he's like, Okay. Uh, <laughs> so you got the command board. That's yeah. weird. Scott's gonna pace. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, then, yeah then, like literally pace back and forth. <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, I was within the air. Like I wasn't like getting involved. No. Nope. Um, so I actually put Rob in charge of the uh, of the cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that I think that went really well. Um, but then what happened was we found out from the husband who's now coming more and more to the guy that fell with the Christmas lights. That he also had a son inside somewhere. Yeah. So we were going to do a secondary search anyways, but um, so now Grant is inside with doing VIS. He, he is actually still standing inside the building we were talking. Yeah. Um, he hadn't popped out yet because uh, the fire itself was was getting contained. Mm-hmm. So I said, can we just push the push the hose in through the side door where he was? So they pushed in. They actually did a search all the way from the, the bedroom up um, up to the second floor. Mm-hmm. Didn't find anything. Came back for their secondary search and actually um, wedged <laughs> kind of under the bed. Not yeah. under the bed like a kid would actually, like, but like wedged between the mattress, I guess. So mm-hmm. not really practical, but all, all we can do in that burn building. Yeah. So um, he was more like wedged like a bunch of illegal guns, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> between the two mattresses. Mm-hmm. So uh, they found him on the secondary search and mm-hmm. pulled him out. But one thing I, I do remember saying was once we realized it was... Uh, Possibly three patients. I mm-hmm. think I updated DHS to make it an MCI. That's right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so I called for the MCI just so they would yeah they would know mm-hmm. they were possibly an MCI event. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And after that, found a third patient and extinguished. Um, guys did have to go up in the roof crop to yep. do some sawing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that went really well. So I think yeah, it went good. really well all in all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for us, I mean, we don't do a lot of roof work. Um, we'll do it for overhaul. We're not big yeah. on the old virtual event. No. Um, but, you know, still seeing the guys, something that we don't even practice a lot. We do talk, talk about it. Um, it, it was awesome. They had, uh, they had the roof ladder laid. Um, and then to work a, a little bit off of the ladder, grab the Halligan, um, like ram the spike in, got it to, to hold itself there. And then like worked off of the ladder and then used that as a secondary foothold. Um, just a lot of like like working safely off of a ladder in winter conditions. Like it was, mm-hmm. I mean, it was sh- like shitty out. So, um, and it was a guy who like works in construction that was out oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, he's comfortable working in that kind of environment. Right. But a lot of people watching this happen, um, being like, hey, like, like, okay, like he's going to work off of the ladder. That's a safe space. Okay. If he does have to lean, you know, lean over, he did make another safe foothold mm-hmm. um and then yeah made us a couple cuts and um yeah worked out really well yeah no, it was a really good scenario guys it's mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah, always hard to get those um get the flow of the scenario and get everybody involved yeah that was the you know so back to what scott said we had a minor event at, at the hall um that we had to look after um which took about 20 minutes uh we kind of delayed leaving the hall. <clears throat> the only other thing, like when we were chatting before, you're like, throw everything at us because this is kind of the last scenario of the year. Yeah. Uh, make it a good one um, based on the amount of people and time. 
So, I said that, but I didn't know it was your EIC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the only other thing that was on the, the table um, was going to be maybe a firefighter down, just to throw, just so the RIT guys could have some, something to do as well. Um, and, like, guys are always like, you guys throw so much at us. Like, yeah, but if you think about it, like, everybody has a job. And sadly, the RIT team, which was the FR crew, so they, they were involved anyway. Yeah. But um, a couple of them have never, like, been through a RIT scenario before. We practiced it, but never been on a RIT team on the outside of the structure yeah. and then get tasked to go and do work. Yeah. So, like, okay, like, we'll have that in our pocket. But Jay and I had a quick brief prior to we're like ah we're already a half an hour late here um and the guys were doing awesome anyway so like ah let's just call it there um but that was maybe the only other thing that we would have thrown thrown in there and like that's i mean that kind of an event is like quite large to have a you know start off with just an fr call to a structure fire to you know rescuing two other patients on the inside and then have one of us have a jammer or something. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot to be said about being, uh, about getting the guy set up for RIT mm-hmm. and them getting like, yeah, it's coming, it's coming, and then not doing anything. Yeah. Because that's really what happens. Yes. So, um, getting them just used to that and like, mm-hmm. kind of that, like, as we say at my other job, like, ninjas, ninjas aren't always falling from the ceiling when we're doing this stuff. Sure. So it's like, <laughs> you know, the, you're going to get geared up for the ninjas falling from the ceiling, but then nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> Which is more real, like... Ab- real oh, life. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So just having them lay out, lay out the rip tarp, get everything yeah. ready, um, do the 360, mm-hmm. um, chat about what they do. They actually, and they threw a ladder, because um, we hadn't thrown it, because the, the other, the, the homeowner's ladder was still in the way of the window, so we, mm-hmm. we pulled the crappy homeowner ladder out of the way and threw it in the bar. Yeah, our uh, roof ladders up mm-hmm. um, for the guys that are on the second floor working. Yeah. So yeah, all in all, I think it went really well. Mm-hmm. I, I think it went how these you guys had a plan. Yeah, I think everything like all all the boxes were were def- you know definitely ticked. Um, it's funny when the ladders getting thrown; it's so easy to stand stand back and watch. And like the entire time, I'm like, set it up for rescue, set it up for rescue, set it up for rescue. <laughs> Perfect. Like you're watching the guys throw it. Like if you're gonna be throwing a, a writ ladder, set it up for writ and rescue. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it was, yeah. Like everything was dialed, um, and that's one thing. Like we always chat about as a group. Like I don't want to say we're we're lax at it because there hasn't been a lot of calls where we need to be throwing a ton ton of ladders. Yeah. But I mean, having that in the back of our minds, like let's throw ladders, throw ladders until you. you uh, run I don't think it's lax. I think it's 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 kind of still a new a newer thing we do. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Like we we've kind of started adding that in the last few years. Like mm-hmm. always throw ladders mm-hmm. um, for anything. Like obviously any structure fire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then we have a bunch, we've had a lot of structure fires this year, but they were all being on like. Single like single floor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a scenario where you're gonna yeah. be, and then we need two story buildings. Yes. <laughs> so like one at the beginning of the year, but yeah, <laughs> which, which we, end which end we threw ladders. Ladder anyway, so. so yeah, it was great. Better to have ladders thrown than scrambling to find a ladder. Yeah, because it's easier to move a ladder yeah. over two windows than it is to get off the truck and put yeah. it up. So. Yeah, already have it off. I have to, yeah. I have to say that scenario yeah. was really well planned out. I got to do a lot of different things, yeah. um, from fr taking care of a patient to running the crew outside uh, for interior attack and and the roof. Um, of course, responding to the medical call first, I'm not in my bunker gear. Yeah, so you have to so, change yeah. of gear. So well, I'm he not able yeah, he's in his regular gear. My regular gear, gear, so I'm not even able to do uh, officer interior stuff, so I'm mm-hmm. stuck on the outside. So transition, I, going into scenarios, maybe not more than others, I try to treat it as if it's a real event. Yeah. Because that that gets me in the mindset that I'm going to be on a regular call, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and I try to. Well, that's what you do. That's what yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I try to use that, and uh, so I, I, maybe others don't treat it that way. Yeah. Um, maybe our, some of our guys don't treat it that way. Okay, it's another scenario. We're going to yeah. go in and do this, and it, um, but no, everybody did good. I mean, when you asked me to be the um, in charge of the. Um, search team going in. Uh, first thing I did was check with Grant and find out how many guys had gone in, yeah. uh, how far they were in, and who he yeah. had with him. Yeah, Grant um, really did well. And I actually said to him because he, mm-hmm. I mean, he came out of the VIS, he did the VIS, came back out, 
and he wasn't like I need the nozzle kind of senior guy. No, he gave the nozzle to. I mean, the guy running the nozzle was still a senior guy, but not as senior as Grant. Mm-hmm. And then Grant actually sat on the as a third guy at the door. He's yeah. a door control guy, which is cool because yeah, like he could tell him tell him us how many people were in, who yeah. was in, mm-hmm. and then we had to push in. Uh, upstairs at where they found did their secondary search finally but grant ended up being the bump up on that and so knowing the information i did we grabbed one of the guys off the writ to be the door control right. and i gave him the information yeah. you know manpower how far they're going in and mm-hmm. who was with them yeah um, and then transitioning the nice thing with that setup with that roof prop um, being able to box it in it makes it more realistic on how we have to remove stuff or how we have to attack the fire because the way it's normally built is just an open metal frame and that's mm-hmm. not how we're going to attack a roof yeah. fire. Yeah. So you actually have to pull some stuff down or make yeah. an entry hole or actually get up on the roof and make a couple of cuts. Yeah. Um, it was really well planned out. Yeah, we were chatting prior to it going live. Um <laughs> Like, yeah, we're wondering if a, you know, piercing nozzle might come out because right. there, there is access from the inside of the, the burn, burn can. Um, yeah, I actually didn't think about that. To get that knocked down yeah. Um, because, yeah, Jay did put some other debris in there. Right. So there would be things that would have to, like, you're going to have to go up there eventually. But thinking, oh, maybe they'll go with the piercing yeah. nozzle from inside first and then you still have to go up. Um <laughs> I think because my mindset was from when yeah. I was talking to you guys about I wanted guys on the roof. So maybe that's why went I direct kinda, to that. Like I went to like, hey, let's get guys on the roof. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think in a real fire, I would have went probably. Pearson also first. Pearson also first. Yeah. But I think, mean, again, it was just another option. Um, you know, what I don't like, I mean, it's great. I love it because we're not going to lie and say everything went great if it didn't. But so I love the fact that everything went great. Um, but. Like, things went really well. Like, we had our uh, debrief afterwards. Uh, we always do, like, a big round table uh, right outside of the uh, burn, burn buildings there. And, you know, going, going around saying, you know, comms, great. There's a lot of chatter, like, not over the radio, but a lot of, like, face-to-face. Like, hey, are you good? Like, what do you need? Uh, okay, the team's going to go in. Same thing. Like, I was watching Grant. He was, like, one, two, three. He was telling how many guys, how far in they are. Uh, watching Grant come up with that idea. Like, hey, should we maybe BIS instead? It's faster. And, you know, switching right on the fly. Um, yeah. Being aware, like, being able to recognize that we don't know everything. I mean, you've got, like, like you say, there's so much happening. <coughs> Your your plan was great. Yeah, it would have worked. But that was better. But yeah, that was a better plan. Yeah. yeah. So, being able and like being humble or whatever the word is, hey, great. Yeah, do it. And then there was still a team that was getting ready to go with the nozzle as well. So there was there was a team with a nozzle uh, available. There was a team that was going to do VIS. Yeah. Great. That uh, you know, the first patient came out quick. Um, no, there there was nobody on scene that was like standing around not looking for a job or not being active um there's no freelancing which is another great great thing mm-hmm. uh people working within their you know within their teams some of the guys were stepping up um it was really it, yeah it was just really awesome to see um when you put a lot of time in like jay put a ton of time i mean we would chat you know throughout the week and came up with these plans and um to, to see it unfold almost like it was drawn up like almost like step step for step um it's awesome like rob (coughs) says to treat it like a real event because we're trying to make it like there's a lot of time and planning that goes into these to make it like a real event um so to treat it like like one and to have it unfold almost line for line it's a really awesome thing to watch happen yeah yeah like um, I'm trying to do the, the little elementary school thing now when I'm doing a brief, like the two stars and a wish. Mm-hmm. So they do elementary school. <laughs> so yeah, you say two good things that happened and you, oh, I wish this, I yeah. wish we would have did this better or different. Mm-hmm. So I, the two stars, I mean, I think my two stars would have went to Grant for both those. Yeah. <laughs> um, the VIS and the really, uh, and, and Rob, the way they ran the um, interior attack. Mm-hmm. Those are probably my number, like if I, I guess a hockey I have to give them the hockey teeth, the three stars. <laughs> um, but then my wish, I was like, I don't really know what else I'd want to win. <laughs> like, what yeah. else? 
other than now that I'm thinking about maybe the piercing also. <laughs> but, uh, but other than that, that was, that was about the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think a good takeaway too was, and I didn't never thought of this before, when they were doing the roof fire, cutting the holes, and you asked, uh, somebody suggested a halligan, and I was, well, why a halligan? Oh, you didn't Taking that, yeah. that mm-hmm. point and smoking it into the roof yeah. mm-hmm. and then creating yeah. a foothold. That was actually, because uh, we had trained that before quite a while ago, like once or twice. And then Jay actually said to me, he goes, because Jay, you know, Jay's, he's like a, re- what we, we call him like a referee in the scenario. Mm-hmm. So Jay said to me, he's like, hey, do you guys want, you want to get the bars of stuff? And I was like, oh, I'm like, I was kind of looking at it. I'm like, well, he's got a pretty good purchase on that ladder. And then Jay's like, eh, skill development. I'm like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so then I got someone to grab a halogen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Dane knew what to do with it right away as soon as we, you know, hey, Dane, use it as a step. So he's, he, he put it in right yeah. away, yeah. 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 And I think it worked great then. Yeah. The roof. And I think we've done that once in an actual roof fire. Like, we've, not, we've jacked it into the roof, but mm-hmm. that's quite a while ago. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not our go-to, but it's... Sure. I mean, no, our, it's we don't, a, roof, a roof thing yeah. is not our go-to either. It's mm-hmm. one of the roof, but... Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Sounds like a good scenario. Yeah, I was, I was super impressed with how everybody yeah. was... Yeah, it's awesome when you can break down afterwards and like like Scott Scott says, like when you're struggling to find the wish. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good scenario. And you know, it it sucks being the guy involved in planning it, like you were saying, um, and not not getting a chance to play. But when you plan something like that and you're trying to make it as you know realistic as possible, well you're trying to make it realistic knowing how we're going to fight the fire your brain is working in such a different way that like I learn every time that we plan a scenario and then step back and watch, I take so much away from that. And like, I I would hate for guys to think that we're not getting something out of it as the instructors that plan it. Um, Because we're, we're planning for things that where we're hoping to see a hiccup and then how, how can we adapt to it and work through it? So, when you step back, you're thinking, okay, if this happened in real life, what would I do? I what think, should I they, think, what I should think, they possibly do? And, yeah, yeah, like what are they potentially going to do? Let's give like two or three ways that it could go and let's see what happens when you hit yeah. go. And yeah, there's a lot that can be learned and taken from it uh, as the guy that plans it. And then you step back and observe. Because I was kind of dispatched and... Um, like I was right out of it. I wasn't chatting to any of the guys. I was just dispatched and watching everything un- unfold. Um, and again, yeah, there's a lot of things that you can like pick away from it and store in the brain as like a tip for next time for, like when I, for myself. When I'm uh, teaching with the law enforcement guys, mm-hmm. I often be the role player. So mm-hmm. then I'm the bad guy. Right? So when you're the bad guy, you're like, okay, it's kind of cool because I'm like, I get to pretend to be the bad guy. So I get to think, okay. How would I get these guys? <laughs> what yeah. would I do? And how would I, if I stand here and do this, am I going to do something? Like, um, we, I was just training last week and I managed to create what's uh, known in the world as a blue on blue. So, um, Jock always talks about it. Actually, they, I think they had a blue on green, which means um, someone from this, from your force shoots at a partner force. Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, a blue on blue is when, when the same, when the same force shoots at each other right. or engages each other, maybe not shoots at them, but engages them in some way. Mm-hmm. So we kind of, the scenario we developed was, yeah, we, you know, we knew there's a potential for a blue on blue. Right. And it's not a bad thing because it just, it really reinforces like, this is why communication is important. Mm-hmm. So when you're planning these things, you're like the same thing, like, you know, whether it's fire or law enforcement, you're like, okay, or military, I guess, how do you plan this? So what are the, op- what's probably going to happen? Yeah. What's the most likely outcome? What could happen? Yeah. And then and then you go from there. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they do something that totally surprises you. Like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like this last week, I thought these guys were going to be like down the hallway by 20 feet. And next thing I pop out of this room and one dude's like, ha- like literally like two feet away from me. So now we're having like an entangled gunfight <laughs> with, uh, with, with uh, some munition rounds. <laughs> so it was like, okay, I didn't plan for that. Can you just see? Because we were like super close to each other. So yeah, it's like you, you try to make all these plans, but. But it also makes you a better officer or a better firefighter when mm-hmm. you get to be part of the planning or part of the um, be the bad guy. That's I right. Because you're technically being the bad guy if you're the if you're making the fire, you're, you're being the bad guy. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you're the, bad you're guy. the fire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the fire. Yeah. I am the fire. <laughs> yeah. 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 So overall, yeah, it was really good. Um, really good um, scenario. Or, mm-hmm. 
field training exercises. FTX. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're going to try to do one every month because that also gets our truck checks in now. And that truck check thing was worked great. Yeah. Yeah, it was money. And it was sweet because we had Mike, who is like our truck captain, like the, the guy that look, looks after all of our our fleet. Um, he wasn't involved in checking any of the yeah. trucks. He was just there for help. So if guys are looking, if there's questions, he would pop over. Um, well, like I learned a couple of things, like why you even mm-hmm. did one of the things tonight that I yeah, learned right. the other day. I was yeah. training the air tank. Mm-hmm. There's another valve that I didn't know existed. That right. Showed me. And when we started, you're like, hey, like let's grab an officer for every truck. Uh, and then you grab two or, two or three guys yeah. and just start start at the bumper in the front and yeah. work work your way through from, from under the hood, in the cab, to the box, to the tailboard, yeah. and open everything, check everything. Mm-hmm. And again, it gets guys that, you know, maybe aren't as you know, familiar with where, where everything is because there's a lot of equipment on all on all these trucks. And, we, you know, we actually made a change. Uh, we moved one of the the uh, things in the cabinet, and that was one of the things. It's like, hey, let's make sure everybody has eyes on this. This is new. Let's make sure it's aware. Um, so first thing is let's get all, all the officers so we all know. And then let's make sure every firefighter has a chance to put eyes on it and see it. Um, and we're even leaving the cabinet door open so it's like blatantly obvious. Yeah, so right. if, some, if somebody walks up, like that cabinet door is open. Yeah. Um, and then they can figure it out from that point forward. Yeah. What, uh, <clears throat> what we're doing on uh, the truck check stuff, basically, um, we put kind of a, a message out to everybody. And we're trying to really reinforce. Because we've had a lot of new members the past kind of couple of years. And especially the past year, a lot of changes on the truck. We've been really mm-hmm. tweaking things and kind of finessing stuff and and adding new things. So there's been a lot of changes to our cabinet. So um, we got a, a good variety of guys come in an hour early and start doing all the truck checks. Mm-hmm. Uh, then as guys trickle in, they jump on and continue with the truck checklists. Um, so we've actually really p- picked up our game to do all that to ensure everybody's aware because. For a while there, every week there'd be changes, so we had to really make sure everybody was aware. Um, and then we actually were pretty vigilant with all of our um, post trip. Yes, we, we do. We do a lot of it. Uh, it tends to be the same people because they're really good at it. Yeah, the driver usually does most of it. But mm-hmm. uh, but back to the the roof stuff. Tis the season, right? So we've been sure. practicing some more roof off stuff with uh, chimney fire evolutions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, past two weeks we did a couple of um, different drills. We did like a chimney fire evolution with one group, an ESM group uh, in the other classroom. So with our, our chimney fires, again, we were kind of talking about it previously with ladders, like everybody was doing the scenario great. We talked a lot about chimney fire stuff is a lot of public service, right? Like when you're going into somebody's house, you know, to make sure that the fire is extinguished, you know, if, we, if you're using a dry cam or just a little cup of water or whatever to extinguish it, uh, we want to make sure we're not making a bigger mess. So uh, right. we really enforce the guys that take the moment, kick off your boots, don't be yeah. <laughs> checking through the white carpet, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And then uh, our team is throwing up a ladder and getting that stuff up. And we quickly realize that, oh, do we need some more ladder ladder practice because guys mm-hmm. are getting a little rusty on certain throws and stuff. But then with the... Um, with the halyard as well. Oh, you're gonna be starting the halyard. Uh, we're gonna skip. Are we gonna, are we gonna talk about it? <laughs> we can do a quick touch, I guess. Yeah, sure. a quick, quick touch. We're, we were talking before the before the podcast. Huh? Exactly. Like, what what these halyard? Every halyard rope looks like it came right from you said from the Titanic. Yeah. Or pre-Titanic. Like the from, Ark. Yeah, freaking, yeah, or Jack Sparrow had it in his freaking uh, yeah. <laughs> black right. pearl there. <laughs> it's like every halyard rope. You get a brand new one. It still looks the same. Yeah. Like, why can't we, like, there's so much change in the fire service. It's a stupid halyard rope. (laughs) It's it's the stupidest thing. And it's not a safety rope. Like, people keep thinking that's what's holding the ladder together. (laughs) I know. Well, that's (laughs) That's the thing. Through through your skill sets, you know, you have to learn to tie it off properly and with your gloves on and all this kind of stuff. Just like when you tie knots with other gloves. But then the real world applications kick in after, right? Mm -hmm. So, and those halyards are always so long. So, we've shortened them up and we do, it's called a closed loop. Um, so we'll, we'll shorten it and tie it off to a, a rung on the uh, on the fly. So when you just as soon as you throw it, you can just grab it and immediately raise, raise mm-hmm. the ladder without having to untie. Because for the longest time we had it tied over both rungs, and you yeah. have to th- lean the ladder and then untie it and then raise it and then somebody would tie it off. Yeah. Too many steps. But we mm-hmm. need you need to get that ladder up. Yeah. Purposeful, like get it up mm-hmm. now, right? 
and then start climbing it and, and do do your thing. You know, eventually, sure, we'll come tie it off, but it doesn't need to get done right there. Mm-hmm. And then. So we talked a lot about that stuff, but just again the the textbook schoolwork versus the real world, right? So you yeah. need to realize that there's the real world application. So we've been doing a lot of that. Then we did um, a lot of good ESM skills the last two uh, two practices with, with splitting up our groups. So, so just uh, tabletop, a little, little village, put mm-hmm. a couple of houses, all our little props and toys, and running ESM drills, which was a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. Easy. That was our past two weeks. Nice. Mm-hmm. And next week we had to... <laughs> uh, maybe I won't give it away yet. Yeah. You guys know, but uh, you know, I'll... Don't give it away. I'll save that. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so anyway, guys are listening. <laughs> Which I don't know if they still listen or not. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think we're good. We're talking tonight. Yep. Um, so right to Modus. Ash. Big news. Oh, big news, yeah. Mm-hmm. Big news. For Modus. Oh, videos. Oh, yeah. Well, they're out there already. <laughs> I know, but yeah. we haven't really talked about it. Yeah, so obviously with Modus, they've uh, released their three uh, Fire Life uh, video segments. Um I mean, I, I know what my favorite one is. Motocross. <laughs> it's the motocross, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's there's three. There's us. Uh, we were the first one that they shot. Um, they kind of probably worked out all the kinks with, with ours. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, they have uh, uh, one on motocross and then uh, one in, was it Iceland? Iceland, okay. yeah. Yeah. So uh, I believe we are the only young call department that they came they came to. The other two are uh, full time firefighters uh, with some side hustle and some some other stuff going on there. Um, but awesome awesome videos. Uh, head on over check check them out. Uh, we've we've been sharing the info there as well. Um, yeah, the videos went live the first week of December. I've uh, been getting a lot of views. Um, yeah, would love to hear. We've seen some pretty cool comments coming back. We'd love to hear from you and see what you there think. One that was like, Scott's not as good looking as I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> like I say, some pretty cool comments coming back. Scott also has, he has hair now, so I look Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll do some glamour shots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those, I mean, our our video was a blast to shoot. Uh, getting every, fun. everybody involved. Um was really really cool. Uh, they actually just wrapped up their giveaway. Um, I saw they announced a winner. Uh, it was a you know classic like share follow blah yeah. blah. Uh, so, so somebody won a pretty cool prize pack uh, that Modus put together with uh, our old friend Chief Miller. It was oh. not me. Yeah, it was not Rob. It was not no. me. Although no. I've got a bunch of cool stuff. So. You have some cool things, yes. Uh, so they also actually sell firefighter gear. Um, their claim to fame is their snagger tool, which yep. funny story, true, true story. Um, when we all got, when they came out to shoot the video, they brought a snagger for everybody that was involved. Um, so I got a second one. I've got my old beat up one that's still in my gear. And then I got a new one, which I just, I brought home and it's just been sitting there and it's literally been sitting in my house since, uh, since the video was shot. Well, what am I going to do with it? I'll yeah, put it in your. I have mine in my. I have my secondary one in my chest rig. Oh, nice. Anyway, <laughs> well, <laughs> the wife's taking photos, and she's like, "Ah, should I tag fucking Modus because I got the snagger tool with our Christmas shit?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> Is it on your tree? Huh? It should be. It's should not. Be on your tree. That'd be a cool Christmas yeah, that'd be hard. tree. Maybe that's what you'll see next. Um, so yeah, funny story. The snagger tool lives at home, and we've actually used it for a couple things around the house. So we're up to like 150 uses now. Um, but yeah, so they have their snagger tool. They've got their force entry wedges. Um, they've got uh, some soft entry kit, uh, some bags, uh, a ton, a ton of stuff. So head on over to their social media um, if you like what you see there. Uh, run discount code GTFF5 for five percent off your order. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about the bleed. Stop the bleed. Yeah, stop it. It's, uh, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so three uh, methods of uh, hemorrhage control is, of course, uh, direct pressure, uh, tourniquet application, and wound packing. Like we always say, make sure you have a good good tourniquet, not a shit one off a wish. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, make it make training fun, right? Like when you're doing it, um, really evolve and make it high-fidelity sims, uh, make them realistic, do get guys doing drills. Um, yeah, so check out uh, stopthebleed.org or .com or 
And I guess if you're teaching high school kids, don't necessarily show the super well, graphic real video. graphic video because yeah. they might vagal out and pass yeah. out. Yeah. Todd and I learned the hard way. <laughs> I like that kid. Actually, Todd and I didn't really learn that hard way. We uh, yeah. we got the teacher to learn the hard way yeah. <laughs> to not have us teach. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I have to say, you're telling me a cool story about, I guess, stopping the bleed and guy. One of the videos you guys showed was a, a injury from a mountain bike. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. if he hadn't been bleeding externally. Well, not in that video, but the, not like, in the guy video. in real life. In yeah. real life, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. If he had not <coughs> been bleeding externally, there was the chance that he would have been bleeding into internally pelvis. into his pelvis and mm-hmm. died while he was still riding down the hillside. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I, I think you know that story, story time. I yeah, yeah, I remember that. Somebody yeah. reached out to us, right? No, it was a guy from my work. Um, oh, yeah, yes. He ran his mountain bike. Yeah, that's right. Pretty much the same accident in that video. Um, but yeah, he, uh, the doctor said if he hadn't severed his uh, femoral vein and it would uh, dump into the outside, yeah. it would have dumped into the inside and yeah. they would have never, he would just died. He would have just passed out probably. Mm-hmm. He would have had pain yeah. and would have not really known what was going on, how he carried on. And Hence, one of the things yeah. in trauma now, why we as medics uh, do pelvic binding is essentially a tourniquet for your pelvis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop the bleed. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dr. Nick, I'd ask Rob, but I don't know if Rob knows much about the Dr. Nick thing. Yeah, Dr. Nick Sparrow. <laughs> <bring it> <laughs> uh, Dr. Nick Sparrow out of the uh, Kootenays runs Kerpa, Kootenay uh, Emergency Response Physicians, um, and it's from the uh, ATAC group, so the Anesthesia, Trauma, and Casualty Care. Um, and so you can go on to their, their website, uh, attackgroup.com. Mm-hmm. And on there, you can find a bunch of links to what they offer and what they provide, and you can go to the RTAC. Uh, group as well so that's the rescue trauma and casualty care mm-hmm. uh, and that's the course that we took and that's the course that dr nick has uh, so it's an online component now um, really good platform like scott says he likes a little bit of videos um, uh, kind of the, the bumper talk kind of stuff that they do uh, with some of their other instructors um, and go in there see if the training works for your department uh, really really good training awesome sims um, we definitely recommend it uh, since Rob's pretty much a fifth man- member of the Tanner Olson man, I'll let uh, Rob talk about it. <laughs> uh, Tanner Olson. They got any Christmas specials they're doing? They have a Christmas song. That was oh. a few years ago. It's like Neon Country Christmas or something. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tanner Olson band. We had them live here for our 100-year party. Excellent guys to listen to, work with, chat, chat with. Um, yeah, definitely recommend that... Uh, if you get a chance to see them, go check them out. Uh, and I believe that they are on Spotify. They are on YouTube. They are on all of your mm-hmm. listening platforms. Mm-hmm. And lastly, it's us. Uh, again, we're on everything Rob just mentioned. I guess we're on Spotify. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, check us out on... Well, if you're listening to this, you're checking us out already. Yeah. <laughs> um, Spotify podcast app. Um, basically anywhere you listen to a podcast, um, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, no, not MySpace, <laughs> <laughs> Instagram, what else, what else? Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. YouTube, mm-hmm. um, YouTube, we're, we're talking about maybe filming the podcast soon. Yeah. Um, our media relations team is getting upset with us for not having that on, on, the, on the YouTubes. That's right. Um, so we're talking about that. We're <clears throat> going to try to find a way, um, we sometimes when we film when we're recording though we are idiots. <laughs> There's definitely a little bit of fuckery that happens behind. Yeah, the so we're not sure. sure how that's yeah. going to get uh, edited. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> we'll get we'll get through that. Sure. Um, yeah, check us out. Um, give us a like, follow, uh, whatever else you do. Like, share, subscribe. Yeah, yeah there you go. Mm-hmm. Any more for any more? No. Nope. Thank you. Have a good night. Well. Thank you. <laughs> Todd. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Thanks. Uh, stay safe. Stay DTFF. <laughs> <laughs>